0: Entertainment Commission. My name is Dori Kaminong and I am the Commission's Vice President. We will start with announcements.
1: We would like to start the meeting with a land acknowledgement. We, the San Francisco Entertainment Commission, acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatish Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatish have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten the responsibility as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish community, and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with a meeting occurring in person in City Hall room 416, broadcast live on SFGov TV and available to view on Zoom or listen to by calling 1-669-900-6833 using meeting ID 86552241570. We welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. There will be an opportunity for general public comment at the beginning of the meeting, and there will be an opportunity to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to three minutes. For those attending remotely, the commission will hear up to 20 minutes of remote public comment total for each agenda item. Because of the 20 minute time limit, it is possible that not every person in the queue will have an opportunity to provide remote public comment. Remote public comment from people who have received an accommodation due to disability will not count towards the 20 minute limit. Public comment will be taken both in person or remotely by video or call in for each item the Commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely for those attending in person. Please fill out a speaker card located at the side table or podium come up to the podium during public comment state your name any affiliations and then your comment you will have three minutes once finished please hand your speaker card to the Commission staff behind the podium. If using Zoom platform to speak, select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. If calling by phone, dial star nine to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. When you are asked to speak, you unmute yourself by hitting star six. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. If you are also viewing the meeting on SFGov TV, be sure to mute it before speaking during public comment. Alternatively, while we recommend that you use Zoom audio or telephone, for public comment you can submit a written public comment through the chat function on zoom please note that commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during public comment thank you to SFGov tv and media services for sharing this meeting with the public thank you okay let's begin with a roll call great president blyman here vice president camino here commissioner Falzon. Commissioner Perez? Here. Commissioner Thomas? Here. Commissioner Torres? Here. And Commissioner Wong is excused.
0: Okay, thank you. The next item on the agenda is item number two, general public comment. Members of the public may address the Commission on items of interest to the public that are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the Commission. With respect to agenda items, members of the public may address the Commission for up to three minutes at the time such item is called. Is there any public comment for items not listed on the agenda? Nope.
1: no public comment for this item. Okay,
0: public comment is closed. The next item on the agenda is item number three, approval of minutes for the May 16, 2023 commission meeting and the June 5th, 2023 special meeting.
2: Motion to approve. Seconded.
0: Awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, is there a public comment on this item? Right.
1: No public comment for this item.
0: Okay. Seeing none, public uh, uh, public comment is now closed. Commissioner, I mean, Commission Secretary Liang.
1: Yes. Vote. Yes. Uh, vote. President Blyman. Aye. Uh, Vice President Camino. Aye. Commissioner Falzon. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. Commissioner Torres. Aye. Aye.
0: Great. Okay. The meeting minutes have been approved. The next item on the agenda is item number four, report from the executive director. Thank you,
3: Vice President Camino. It's really nice to have you chairing this meeting. It's good to mix it up every now and again. Um, Good evening, other commissioners, including President Blyman. (laughs) Um, This evening, I just have a couple of updates. Other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I just have a couple of updates. I wanted to let you know that staff is working on um, having an after action meeting tomorrow regarding our summit this year um, we had a couple of things that we we quickly learned from that we want to improve upon for next year um, and we're excited to have Commission secretary Liang with us this year um, because next year she'll be um, helping us produce again alongside senior analyst rice um, and we're going to begin planning as soon as this week uh, we just think as much time as possible in advance is going to help quite a bit so we're going to pick the date for next year's summit shortly so we'll reach out just to see if you have any concerns with that we would also like to pick an earlier date we felt june was a little bit too late in the year so we're going to be looking most likely at april it'll be the same location Um, it's pretty nimble location for us to be able to have the summit Um, And we'd welcome any feedback from you all around design of the summit if you would like to see any changes If there are specific topics that you feel might be relevant now is the time in the next few months Um, We also have been looking at our survey feedback, which is in your Google folder for tonight Uh, That was the public survey that we provided to all of the attendees at the summit Um, We only received about 19 responses. I would encourage all of you, if you'd like, to feel free to also fill out that survey and let us know how we did. Your feedback is very much welcome. Um, You can send it in that format or, or in some other format, and we would love to hear those comments. For the most part, the survey responses were very positive um folks were for the majority very satisfied with the summit and found it relevant and helpful for what they do for their jobs um some we also received a few key takeaways including um, some comments uh, like i didn't think that the downtown portion would be relevant to me but it was very informative to hear what san francisco is doing because it affects the city um uh, it affects us citywide Um, Folks wanted to see more collaboration um, and advocacy. Uh, They wanna see increased engagement with community spaces and invite people to step up as leaders and spark ideas for fun. Um, So please do take a moment in your free time to check out those survey responses. I think that they're meaningful to all of us. Also just of note, we did have just over 100 attendees. Uh, We'd like to increase that next year if possible. And we did have 397 views for our live stream on YouTube, which is pretty cool. So people were watching it after the fact, and it'll uh, remain on our website and in our collateral for some time uh, moving forward so that people can continue to check it out. Uh, Let me know if you have any questions on that before I move on to my next item. Okay. So I did have an update for you all relative to compliance outside of the deputy director's report this evening. Um, This is about a violent incident that occurred at one of our permitted places of entertainment um, called Stratos. It's on Ocean Avenue. Um, It is... Um, 358 Ocean Avenue, you have seen them in your paperwork before, you've seen them at hearing. Um, So just to get into it, I have some written remarks here um, to put into the record for you all. So on Saturday, June 10th, there was a shooting that occurred inside of Stratos nightclub. Stratos holds a POE from our office, and as you might recall, there was a shooting that occurred outside of the establishment in September of last year. Following the, the incident last fall, I issued a director's order for a revised security plan as well as the 72-hour public safety suspension. The revised security plan was reviewed by our office along with Ingleside Station Police Department. Both of our agencies felt like it was a more than solid plan. Um, While we have not received any 311 complaints about Strato since the incident, we have visited them multiple times to check on compliance and they demonstrated full adherence with their conditions during those visits. So we felt confident that things were looking good at this location. Um, unfortunately, we don't feel that way anymore. Uh, regarding the shooting that occurred on June 10th, we learned of the incident on Sunday morning, June 11th. I received a phone call from Supervisor Safi's office about it, and we quickly set up meetings to speak with SFPD Ingleside Station captain, the permit officer, and another officer there, um, along with a member of the city attorney's office um, and this occurred on monday june 12th when we met Um, and then on tuesday the 13th we had another meeting with the venues general manager Um, WHO YOU MIGHT REMEMBER FROM PREVIOUS HEARINGS, Um, HIS FATHER ACTUALLY OWNS THE CLUB, SO HE IS NOT THE OWNER, BUT HE IS SUPPOSED TO BE THERE FOR THEIR DAY-TO-DAY OPERATIONS. WE WERE JOINED ON THAT CALL WITH SFPD AS WELL AS THE CITY ATTORNEY, AND AT THAT TIME WE LEARNED THAT THE GUNMAN HAD ENTERED THE BUSINESS AND SHOT THREE PATRONS OUTSIDE OF THE BATHROOMS AND THEN FLED THE SCENE. Thankfully, none of these injuries were life-threatening, but there were numerous permit violations that night that we were able to to deduce from having the conversation with uh, the business manager. Per their place of entertainment permit conditions, the permit holder is supposed to have six security guards working every Saturday night. Um, but only five were working that night um, and since then i believe deputy director azevedo has only received proof of three of them having guard cards and i believe only two were active. and one of only two of those were active so um that is not great and those will those will be grounds for the suspension that we're going to be issuing for this weekend um Additionally, the permit holders required to conduct ID checks, bag checks, pat-downs, and wanding for every patron that enters or re-enters the venue, but on June 10th they were not utilizing their metal detector wand. Um, and then the general manager admitted that they could not rec- recall the last time that they had actually used the <coughs> wand. Uh, finally, the other violations included not sending their monthly calendar of events, Uh, Their security has not been wearing identifiable uniforms, and not all of them had a state-issued guard card. Um, Finally, we were not able to confirm if they called 911 after the Milan incident happened. So, in total, you can see that these are very egregious violations, and in our follow-up meeting on Wednesday, June 14th, when we spoke with the city attorney, SFPD Ingleside Station. This time we were joined by ALU, um, as well as Supervisor Safai staff, IE staff um, and the D11 police liaison, and everyone was in agreement that further action needs to be taken. Uh, this business has had two shootings in nine month period, and the community is very concerned. Uh, you'll see that there's 21 letters from neighbors in the file tonight under the director's report these were submitted to sfpd Um, they're hosting a community meeting at 6 p.m tonight and so he relayed those to us to have in our file so that you could take a look so just for current status they voluntarily closed the business this past weekend Um, their plan is that they're firing all of their current staff including their security staff um, and hiring new staff that will then apparently comply with their security plan. Um, We do not have a whole lot of faith in that at this point in time. Um, However, we will be issuing a suspension for public safety for 72 hours for the first weekend that they plan to open, which could be as soon as this weekend, Pride weekend, which is important. We think that they do not, um, should not have the privilege of hosting entertainment for Pride weekend um beyond that it might behoove the commission to consider further actions so we can discuss that now um, we can discuss that offline too uh, but the commission may want to consider having a suspension hearing for this item which does require a lot of due process so the soonest that that could happen would be august 1st which sfpd is aware of so in the interim um, there will be other actions likely being taken with the help of ALU that I cannot speak about at this hearing um, because, as you know, this business also possesses an ABC liquor license. Um, so if you have any questions for me, we will we can discuss it now. Um, you can also recommend that we take some kind of action as a part of this director's report.
4: Do we have an inspector attending that meeting tonight? hear
3: we do not
4: okay
3: yeah so our senior inspector is on vacation no, I, I get it.
4: this week if otherwise
3: you yeah but we will be connecting with SFPD for sure yep yeah.
0: go ahead
5: I think at the yeah the bare minimum we should have them come in and that probably would be a suspension hearing I think. I defer to my senior
2: commissioners though. Can you just remind us, so this we've had one suspension hearing in yeah. the time here, and the end result was that we suspended their permit for uh, one month. Was that?
3: Yeah, so our maximum capability for a suspension would be 30 days, and it's just for entertainment, right? We can't close a business.
2: Yeah, and not that I'm at all concerned about the time yeah. of the hearing, and I think it's probably important, but just so everybody's aware, it is a almost a uh, courtroom style Mm -hmm. situation with with lawyers and takes, it took, I think about four to five hours last time, something like
6: that.
3: Yeah, it's very, very long. So we could consider even having like a special hearing for it if we wanted to. Either way, we need to begin working on something like that at least 30 days in advance. So.
0: I'm strongly in favor of bringing them in for a suspension hearing. And um, I think it was very helpful in yeah. terms of really enforcing the last venue, mm-hmm. and and I believe in that incident there was actually a death.
3: The one from September was
0: no, not not with this venue, but for the other venue. This is the previous hearing. Oh yes, first, yes, oh. yes. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah. So
2: the precedent is set, basically. I, yeah. I agree.
4: I I agree also, and I think. Um, because there's due process and, and notification requirements, th- the sooner we start because we can always put the brakes on it if there's some epiphanal significance. But, but even their current business strategy of terminating all their employees is incredibly unusual mm-hmm. and uh, speaks to some <clears throat> alarming management practices. Yeah. So I, I, I think they're forcing us, is kind of my feeling
6: it's gonna take uh, yeah. a while, T-
4: to the President of Vice President's point, it-, it takes a while to get this rolling.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: I also did just wanna provide an opportunity for Deputy Director Azevedo to add anything, if she would like, since she manages our compliance division. Is there anything?
7: Thanks, Director Weiland. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't think that there's anything more to add. I did assist with the narrative, so I know that most points were covered there, but um, other than just like reiterating that the community is, is very 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 concerned and we're hearing strongly from the other agencies that we've worked with that there is a lot of community pressure about something to be done so mm-hmm.
2: yeah i i definitely think we should we should follow through this pension hearing especially because the precedents we've done in the past i just will reiterate that our ability to actually have any sort of resolution that feels very punitive is is hard so it's it's mm-hmm. But there's a there's a performative aspect of it and the process aspect that does have Mm -hmm. that does have worth.
3: I think what you all do is incredibly important to show a track record around action for uh, enforcement action, especially for other agencies that can do more.
2: Yeah. And then, you know, in my experience, when these things happen and and, uh, Commissioner Falzon can probably reiterate, but there's a whole other bevy of other departments Mm -hmm. statewide and citywide that that have uh, real teeth to, to do things. So we just have to do our part. So.
0: Okay. Um, can you remind me the owner of Stratos? Was there a language barrier? No. Okay. Mm-mm. okay um, so uh, do we need to vote on this or, or do you have it enough would direction? Be s- I
3: think it would be smart for you to, can um, make a motion. Yeah. Okay,
0: is there a motion on the table?
8: Yeah, I move that we bring uh, Stratos Nightclub
0: in uh, for um, a suspension hearing. I'll second. Um, is there a public comment on this item?
9: Commissioners,
0: uh,
4: my name is and, um, I don't think your mic's
9: on. What am on? Commissioners, my name is Stefano Casolato, and obviously this is very disturbing news. You know, to see um, gunshots inside of club right now. As consultants, we even have um, incorporated uh, strategies if there were a gun, you know, in the club and everything else like that. But obviously, you don't want to have any guns at all. But I had a problematic client years ago, and I sat him down and I said, "Hey, guys, listen." The, the, the ABC is going to want to suspend you. The police are going to want to suspend you. The EC is going to want to suspend you. So here's what you do. And it's due process. Suspend yourselves. And 30 days really, to me, is not really long enough. Okay, and I hate to tell you that, but, uh, you know, I, I encourage them to go six weeks I told them to reformat the music, something that probably PD or anybody else couldn't tell them really what to do and how to play it. But I think that was part of the cause. And because the other nights they were having no problems except on one particular night, which they had a, a, a special event that they did, and that seemed to be the problematic night. But obviously I think it. you guys have to send a stern message out that this, this is not going to be tolerated. I would advise those guys to either sell their business, okay, if they can't manage it, or reformat the thing and take a longer, sus- longer suspension, whether it's voluntary or you know, mandatory, and reformat it and take the time and find out why. Because here's the problem. Oftentimes there's retaliation that comes in. So if somebody was targeted at this particular thing, and I don't know all the information, people come back, it's the way the street is sometimes it's retaliatory. So this place needs to cool off so that time can pass and obviously the citizens that live in that area are going to keep a watchful eye on it but they're not going to want to be in an environment where there's that kind of threat. Okay, they'd much rather just have the place go, you know, under different management. So this this is the way that I think what's going on right now you're starting to hear about shootings in different parts of town, okay, this is something that we have to deal with. Uh, it's, it's problematic. It's not just like it's geared in one area or the other, but we have to be a lot more mindful and stay ahead of this.
0: Okay, thank you. Is there any more public comment? No more public comment for this item. Okay, public comment is now
1: closed. Commission Secretary, could we have a vote please? Yes, President Blyman. Aye. uh, Vice President Camino. Aye. Commissioner Falzon. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Torres.
5: Aye.
0: Okay, thank you. The next item on the agenda.
4: Kind of bundle. Good point.
2: Okay. Just because that's a serious thing.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you, President Blyman. We're not going to bundle I'm the public comment.
4: Guy. We're going to unbundle.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to hit the rewind button. And is there public comment on the director's report? Mm.
6: Mm.
1: no No comment for the director's report. Okay, thank you.
0: All right, moving on to the next agenda item, number five, report from the deputy director.
7: Thank you, Vice President Camino. Good evening, commissioners. I'm sitting in for Senior Inspector Zavrina who's on vacation tonight, so I'll be reading the enforcement report. We have received 65 complaints since our last commission hearing, which was a month ago, and I do have a few updates for you below, so let me know if you have any questions. Um, The first update is about the Brixton, located at 2140 Union Street, and they hold an LLP with our office. Inspector Fiorentino visited the Brixton on Friday, June 2nd at 11 p.m. to conduct a a compliance check. He took a sound measurement, which showed their volume to be operating at 101.8 dBc, while their allowable limit is 97 dBc. So he worked with the manager that night to bring the volume into compliance, but the manager also did not seem to be familiar with their LLP permit conditions at all, so Inspector Fiorentino educated the manager that they must adhere to their sound limits and that the manager must also be familiar with their permit conditions. Then on Friday, June 9th at 11:12 p.m., we received a 311 complaint about entertainment occurring after 11 p.m. at the Brixton. Inspector Fiorentino responded to the complaint at 11:30, and upon arrival, he did observe a DJ performing inside the business. He spoke with the manager on duty, who stated they had a one-time event permit to host entertainment after 11 p.m. that night, which they did not. As you may recall at our last hearing, we issued the Brixton a citation on May 9th for hosting entertainment with all of their doors open, causing complaints and major noise bleed. And prior to that, we issued a citation on March 6th for operating after entertainment after 11 p.m. So um, with them having received three citations in the last three months, I'd like to ask for your guidance as to whether or not you would like to request this business to appear before the commission to discuss their ongoing permit violations. Do you want to have that conversation now or at the end of the report?
0: I think we should go through the whole report. You
7: got it. The next update is about Origin Nightclub located at 1538 Fillmore Street. Origin holds a POE and an EHP with our office. A 311 complaint was made about the business on May 5th, stating noise disturbances from club goers from 10pm to 3am every weekend. Inspector Fiorentino responded to the complaint late Friday night on May 6th at 1am and when he arrived, the front doors were propped open. He was able to hear loud DJ music that was audible more than 50 feet away from the property plane with a heavy bass presence. He said the security Security looked good and the sidewalk was clear of patrons but that the sound bleed from the doors being left open was significant he went, met with the manager and asked her to close the doors which she did and then he noted that once the doors were closed it had an immediate effect and made the DJ nearly inaudible outside He discussed the complaint with the manager and educated her on the good neighbor policy. And then another complaint was made on May 20th at 2.12 a.m. So Inspector Fiorentino responded the next night, May 21st at 1 a.m. And when he arrived, he observed the front door propped open again with heavy base Esca- escaping the club. An interior measurement showed the, com- the operating compliant sound levels, um, but he spoke with the manager and informed her of his previous visits and reminded her of the GNP. She closed the doors immediately, but during closing procedures, Inspector Fiorentino observed patrons leaving while the DJ was performing, resulting in a constant stream of people exiting, causing the noise to escape. Many patrons were gathered outside the premises, and he spoke with the manager about what he had had observed. So she instructed her head of security to disperse crowds, and she and Inspector Fiorentino discussed adding a sound curtain to the front door to help mitigate sound leakage. The owner has since met with the staff to remind them of their permit conditions and the GNP, and has posted new signage reminding patrons to keep their voices down while exiting. Origin was issued a notice of violation on May 24th. For violating the good neighbor policy number seven, which is states that the door shall be closed during entertainment. The next update is about Aura, which is located at 2368 3rd Street. This business holds an LLP with our office, and on May 5th at 10.07, we received a three one one complaint which described loud music coming from the business with doors open. Inspector Fiorentino responded to the complaint on May 5th at 11.40, and when he arrived, the front door and window were open, but just program music was playing inside, no entertainment. He spoke with the owner about the recent noise complaint who stated he was aware of the requirement to cease live entertainment by 11, and then Inspector Fiorentino reminded him that the doors and windows needed to be closed during their entertainment. But on Saturday, June 3rd at 1222, we received another 311 complaint describing loud music past 11. So later the same day, but later that night, Inspector Zelenek responded to the complaint at 8.15 p.m. And when she spoke with the manager, he did confirm that their entertainment went until 11.45 that night, the night the complaint came in. So we issued them a notice of violation for operating entertainment after 11. And then my final update is about Jackson, which is at 3231 Filmore Street. They hold the POE for indoor entertainment and a jam permit for outdoor entertainment and amplified sound on their adjacent parking lot, which they converted into an outdoor dining area. On May 6th at 11 p.m., we received a 311 complaint describing loud music outside. Inspector Fiorentino responded to the complaint on May 7th at 12.05 a.m., and when he arrived, the outdoor speakers were still in operation. He met with the manager about the complaint and noted that their outdoor amplified sound was supposed to be off at 10. The manager understood that and turned the music off right away. Then we received another 311 complaint on May 27th at 12.05 a.m., again describing loud music coming from the outside of the business's speakers. Inspector Fiorentino responded on June 2nd at 10.20, and upon arrival, the speakers were still on outside. So we met with the manager again reminded her that the music needed to be off at 10 p.m. outside, um, but we did go ahead and issue a notice of violation for violating that permit condition on their jam permit. Those are my three enforcement updates for you, but happy to answer any questions if you have them.
0: Thank you, Deputy Director. Go ahead, Commissioner Thomas.
8: Um, one of the things that I noticed in the enforcement report, complaints about the McDonald's at and mm-hmm. Admission, playing loud music, and Mm -hmm. they referenced um, the article in the paper Mm -hmm. about the Safeway uh, playing loud music. Does that Safeway have a permit with us? And I realize it's a little bit outside of our Mm -hmm. purview for businesses. I mean, but it is Mm -hmm. still, I think, within our purview. Um, uh, What... And the McDonald's one was a little frustrating because they kept forgetting, I guess, to turn off the music when they left. Yeah, um, yeah.
7: So, well, to answer your question, no, that Safeway does not currently hold a permit from our office, but they should hold a F Pass permit. Um, the McDonald's also needs to. Obtain an F pass permit, but we're having a really challenging time getting through to someone who is in the position to be able to start that process. Because when we go in, we speak with the management who's on site, who is very helpful and acknowledges our presence, but also doesn't have the authority to make a permitting decision such as that. So, um, I we're trying to figure out how to navigate that corporate structure. Um, there has been um, uh, Inspector Fiorentino has documented that they have a sign in the McDonald's break room that states that the manager at night is supposed to turn the music off at 10 p.m., and then the morning manager who arrives at 5 a.m. is not supposed to turn the music on until 6, so they're playing music between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m., but it's sounding like the night manager turned the, forgot to turn the music off. It played all night, and then also separately, the night manager turned the music on upon arrival at 5 a.m. on a different occasion,
8: so it's sounding like the managers aren't following their protocols. Got it, thank you for following up and trying to get some resolution there. Might take some time, yes. realistically, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you.
6: Go ahead.
4: Um, I did want to um, raise the motion to have uh, Brixton come in.
8: Okay.
2: So that's not something we have to vote on, right?
3: No, uh, yeah. I Vote an agreement, right?
7: Do we, so
2: we've we kind just of changed
3: protocol, yes, right I it, think right right. any now time we do. Got you just sh- should make a motion. Did yeah. I get
2: it right? Yeah. Well, you did. I, maybe yeah. accidentally. But yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, you did. Touché. I like that. <laughs> Ben is always quick. We used to just request staff to bring them in, but I think there's a, been a protocol change. So.
4: I, was, I was well aware of that new policy change. <laughs> no.
0: There's no downside to voting on these things. No. Right. I know we want to rush to action, but is there more discussion on any of these items? No? Okay. I'm still shopping for a second. <laughs> second.
6: Okay.
0: Shopping for a second. <laughs> All right. Is there any public comment on the deputy director's report?
1: No public comment on this item.
0: Thank you. Seeing none, public uh, comment is now closed. Uh, can we have a
1: vote, please? Yes. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. Commissioner Torres.
5: Aye.
0: Okay. The next item on the agenda is item number six, hearing and possible action regarding applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the Entertainment Commission. Deputy
1: Director, oh. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Lovely. I right. know we're switching it up today. <laughs> Good evening, commissioners. Um, I will be actually introducing the consent items for today. So we have five applications of the consent agenda tonight. Two of which are for a Jam to Bam permit, seeking to continue their current operations. One is an LOP permit, and two more are for a one-time outdoor event permits with extended duration. For the Jam to Bam permits and the LOP, there was no opposition and Southern Station and Central Station permit officers added their standard calendaring conditions for the permits in their district. So for the two extended-duration, one-time outdoor event permits, they are for the Clement Street Farmers Market and the Stones Town Farmers Market. They are run by the same nonprofit organization, Agricultural Institute of Marin, and both have been established for many years. The applicants conducted outreach in advance of this hearing, and these are the results. For Clement Street, we had three letters of opposition, two from the same person, and one in support of the application. In speaking with the applicant, they also heard from one neighbor and one business near Clement and Fourth Avenue about their entertainment. The applicant spoke to them, letting them know that the market is willing to set up the music uh, in other locations along the market, specifically around Second Avenue and Clement to mitigate impacts. Due to the complaints, we will be setting a sound limit for their entertainment, which the applicant is willing and happy to have as they want to learn more about how to host entertainment responsibly and in compliance with our conditions. For the Stonestown Farmer's Market, we have received 51 letters of opposition over the weekend from the parishioners at St. Stephen's Church, which is located adjacent to the parking lot where the market is hosted. They ask that amplified sound does not happen during Sunday service from 10.30 a.m to 11 a.m. only unamplified sound for this hour so that the service does not have to compete with the music outside the represent a representative from the church and the applicant have since spoken and agreed to this agree- arrangement inspectors will set a sound limit for the entertainment at the market to further facilitate the needs of the market and the church SFPD Richmond and Terraville stations respectively had no additional recommendations and the staff recommendation is for the commission to vote to approve the consent agenda with the staff recommendation, recommendations below. Thank you. Um, commissioners, is there any
0: discussion on, on the consent agenda?
4: If, if I could just ask. So mm-hmm. regarding that consensual agreement between the uh and the church, is that, I know they have an agreement, but are we gonna condition? Yes, it's
1: part of the conditions for their permit as Great. well. Yes, Thank you. It's explicit in their conditions. Well done, as usual. <laughs> Commissioners?
0: Okay, should we move to public comment? Okay, is there any public comments on this item?
1: uh there are no public comments for this item okay oh just a second Once one moment we do have a public comment on zoom uh,
10: mary molly Mullaney, if you can hear me please unmute yourself yes. great and you have three minutes
11: oh i just wanted to thank the commission and um Mrs. Maggie and my May for helping us. Um, And yeah, this process was a little unnerving, but I just really um, compliment the commission on how this has been handled and sort of helping us work with the farmer's market um, to make sure that we're, we're all happy with the results. Because Saint Stephen's definitely supports the farmers' market. Um, I myself shop there, but so we have a lot of, you know, churchgoers who, right after Mass, run and get their fresh fruit. So, um, but we're very pleased with the proposed outcome of just holding back the audio, the amplified sound during our service at ten thirty. So, just thank you to everyone that helped figure
10: this out. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Okay,
0: is there any other public comment in the queue? No, there,
1: do, there are no more uh, public comment for this item.
0: Okay, public comment is now closed. Commissioners, do we have a motion to approve the permits?
2: I motion to approve the consent agenda with staff recommendations.
12: Second.
0: Awesome. Commission secretary, may we have a vote?
1: Yes, President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres?
5: Aye.
0: Okay, your permit application is conditionally granted. Please follow up with Deputy Director Azevedo and Commission Secretary Liang for next steps. Okay, Senior Analyst Rice. Could you please introduce the next five permit applications on the regular agenda?
10: Yes, good evening, Vice President Camino and the Commission. Um, I'm going to just quickly list the uh, items on the regular agenda. The first one is a one-time outdoor event permit with extended duration for Summer of Music. The next one is... Mario's Bohemian Cigar Store Cafe for an LLP, LLP, excuse me, with Outdoor Amplified Sound. Next one is Micro Black requesting an LLP with, uh, which includes Outdoor Amplified Sound. Next one is uh, Portola Music Festival requesting a one-time outdoor event permit with extended duration to host Outdoor Entertainment Amplified Sound and that those are all of the permits on the regular agenda and I'm going to introduce the first one. So the first permit on the regular agenda this evening is for noise pop regarding the new Summer of Music Festival taking place at over 20 outdoor locations in nine neighborhood commercial corridors on Saturdays from June 24th through September 2nd. As an initiative of the Civic Joy Fund, Summer of Music will feature local musicians all summer long in parklets, sidewalks, plazas, as well as indoors at restaurants, bars, galleries, and retail spaces. Admission is free. We are bringing this permit to an entertainment commission hearing due to the high density of sensitive receptors and permitted businesses in these commercial corridors. Tonight's permit is actually an amendment because Summer of Music officially kicked off this past Saturday, June 17th. We administratively approved them for that permit in order to prevent a gap in operations before coming to our hearing tonight for the remaining 11 dates. Noise Pop is requesting the flexibility to add more locations during the run of the festival, so we are recommending that they send us any location updates on a monthly basis, emailing us at least seven days before the coming month so we can make an, admin- an amendment administratively. You'll see in your folder their permit application, the complete list of outdoor locations with their dates and times of performances, and their neighborhood outreach materials to neighbors. There were no complaints for this permit and we did not receive any recommendation from the SFPD district stations within the response window, so we assume they have no issues with the permit. Here to speak with you tonight on Zoom is Val Valenzuela and Stacy Horn from Noisepop. Staff are recommending approval with the conditions listed in your memo. Stacey and Val, you should be joining shortly.
13: Hello. Um, can you see me?
10: Yes. Hear me? We can see okay. and hear you.
13: Okay. Hello, everyone. Thank you uh, to Commission for having us. Um, we sent a uh, an overview um, soon before this meeting started, so I don't know if that is in the folders as well. Um, but... Um, Yeah, as you've outlined, our um, program started this past weekend, and it was uh, to great success for our first week and a program that was put together pretty quickly. Um, We are producing this uh, Summer of Music series in conjunction with the Civic Joy Fund, um, and we are bringing local musicians to perform throughout nine neighborhoods across the city all summer long. Um, Through this program, Summer of Music, we're aiming to invigorate uh, these nine different neighborhoods promoting economic growth and supporting uh, local artists as well as local businesses that have been adversely affected in recent years uh, since the pandemic and it's a chance for all of us to come together as a community and celebrate the heart of San Francisco, uh, its people and its art. So currently we are focused on nine neighborhoods. As you've said, that's on Clement Street, H Street, Portland Avenue, uh, Divisidero Polk Street, Valencia Street, Chinatown, uh, the Castro, and the Bayview. Um, and each week we're featuring anywhere from uh, seven to ten uh, businesses and musicians playing in those businesses each Saturday um, from two to five p.m. Um, so this happened, as I said, to great success. This past weekend and we're looking forward to um 11 more weeks of this throughout the summer um and then val do you have anything else you'd like to
10: add stacy we do have your presentation ready to go would you like to us to run through that or to, it's totally optional the um slides you gave us
13: just, i kind of just said it all okay all uh, right like, share if that's helpful uh
10: we do have yeah we did share it with the commissioners too but i just wanted to give you the option but no worries
13: okay um yeah so val i don't know if you have any
11: other uh anything else you'd like to share i think you did a beautiful job of covering the mission so thank you so much stacy
0: yeah
11: so are there any other questions
13: from the commission
0: okay thank you uh commissioner thomas
8: So just to clarify, are events going to be happening in all of these locations on each of these dates, or is it going to be uh, different venues on different dates?
13: We will be in each of the nine locations each week. Uh, There may be some differences with um, different businesses that are participating each week, but uh, we will be in each of the nine neighborhoods
12: in each weekend. Got it. Thank you. Commissioner Perez. Hello, um, question on your application. It says, how many total people do you expect at your event? And the response was 40, four zero. Is that accurate?
11: Um, I can answer that. Um, So for 40, we were more thinking of like, you know, the max performance, or sorry, the max attendance at one single performance, maybe 40. It's kind of tricky to, give a specific answer to attendees um, since there's a different amount of venues in each neighborhood. Um, so we just put the the max amount that we expect at say one performance.
12: Okay, thank you.
5: Uh, I just had a couple of questions. The first one was um, in terms of staffing, how many of your staff will be at each location?
13: Yeah, so we have a, uh, what we're calling a neighborhood lead or, uh, you know, sort of community manager that is uh, based in each neighborhood. So we have, you know, nine each weekend um, and they are checking in with each of the businesses and all the artists performing and troubleshooting anything that that may come
5: up each week. And these are, uh, yeah, uh, thank you. And these are all contract employees?
13: Yes, through uh, NoisePop.
5: Okay. And on the locations, I see that they are taking place in the American Indian Cultural District, the African American Cultural District, and the Castro LGBTQ Cultural District. Have you reached out to any of these cultural districts since this is well within their purview?
13: Um, Val, I mean, I know that we've talked to, I think the kind of organizing community organizations. Val, can you speak to that?
11: We have not reached out to those specific organizations. We've been working very closely with the merchants associations of each neighborhood.
5: Which I appreciate. I just uh, would like if you could to reach out to those cultural districts as this is, um, like I said, this is under their purview and Um, whereas the merchants associations are definitely, um, important components in being community stakeholders, the cultural districts are, as well as they're usually centering the communities themselves.
13: Yeah, that's a great note. We have, um, we've definitely been trying to program artists who are aligned with, um, the different communities as well.
5: Um, if... If you'd like, uh, can I have uh, entertainment commission staff uh, give you information on reaching out to those respective cultural districts?
13: Yeah, that would be wonderful. Uh, If you could forward the the direct contacts to us, I'd appreciate it.
5: Okay, thank you.
0: Sure, Commissioner Perez.
12: Hi, follow up question. Who will be ultimately responsible for managing the sound levels at each of these locations?
13: Um, well, certainly the first line is, you know, the artist, uh, in conjunction with the, the store, um, managers and owners, uh, and then we have our, um, neighborhood lead there to, you know, help with any, resolve anything. Um, but yeah, if there are any complaints coming in or, um, the store feels that's too loud, well, you know, we'll, those three entities would be there to, to manage that.
12: It might be better to have uh, the manager be responsible instead of the artist because artists tend to want to, you know, have their music be louder than sometimes yeah. normal.
13: Yeah, majority of the artists are um, not being amplified; it's uh, acoustic only, uh, and those that are bring, you know, bringing they're bringing their own amplifiers, you know, just small uh, amplifiers. So. Um, but certainly, yeah, that is what the neighborhood lead is there to, to help with that.
12: Okay, thank you.
0: Okay, hey, commissioners, any other comments, questions? Okay, let's go to public comment on this application. None.
1: No uh, public comment on this item.
0: Okay, none in the room, none on the web. Public comment is closed. All right, is there a motion?
8: A motion to approve with staff recommendations.
2: I'll second.
0: Okay,
1: thank you. Commission Secretary Liang, can we have a vote please? Yes. President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres?
5: Aye.
6: Okay,
0: thank you. Your permit application is conditionally granted. Please follow up with Senior Analyst Rice for next steps.
13: Thank you so much, everybody. We really appreciate
0: it. Thank you. Can we have the second permit application? Hi, that's me. We're bouncing around tonight. (laughs) You guys sure are. Uh,
7: The next permit on our regular agenda tonight is for an LLP permit for Mario's Bohemian Cigar Store Cafe located at 566 Columbus Avenue. The reason this application is on the regular agenda tonight is because in addition to indoor entertainment, they are seeking to have outdoor amplified sound at the front of their premises, but they did not previously hold a jam permit. Mario's is a long standing bar and restaurant in North Beach, and they intend to use the LLP permit to have indoor live musicians as well as play pre recorded music to their outdoor dining guests. Due to their zoning controls, they'll be required to end the indoor entertainment by 10 p.m., and they're requesting the ability to host outdoor amplifying sound daily from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. They conducted outreach by sending a letter and speaking with their immediate commercial and residential neighbors about the LLP permit application and they also received two letters of support and all of this is included in your file tonight. Central Station had one standard calendaring recommendation which is listed below and here to speak with you tonight is Stefano, Stefano? <laughs> Casolato <laughs> on behalf of the permit holder.
9: Good evening, commissioners. My name is Stefano Casolato and I'm a consultant to this particular project. Um, Daniela Crismani wanted to be here today, but she wasn't feeling well. So she said, can you speak? And I said, I'll be there. Um, a little history that she gave me, obviously, was you know, Mario's Bohemian Cigar Store. Mario was her grandpa, and he opened the store in 1971. Um, after running it for a while, he put it in the trust for his son, Paul, or we call him Paolo, who uh, is Daniela's dad. Um, he ran the place, and there's many, many, you know, articles written about it, and people love the place for their amazing sandwiches and just the vibe they have. Um, he entrusted his two children, Dario and Daniela, in the last six years. They managed the place. And over a cup of coffee, I was talking to Daniela one day, and I just said, you know, with the parklets outside and the, the music, they have these permits called jam permits, I said... They're going to convert these jam permits to BAM permits, which are brick and mortar permits. And since you don't have a jam permit, you might as well just go straight to the BAM permit. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, well, what do I need to do? I want to meet the requirements. And I said, well, let's do that. And the beautiful thing about this place is this is a fiber in the community. This is why people come to North Beach. They want to experience... The, the San Francisco experience or the North Beach experience and the Mario's Cigar Bar experience, you know, the, the sandwiches with the focaccia. But we also realized that the particular area, especially after COVID, music is a real big part of what's going on in North Beach right now. And I'm looking at other neighborhoods and some of them haven't had the success, but part of it is because they don't have the music and they don't have the vibe. So... I I would say this. I put music all over the city right now. People need to keep their spirits up. We're we're going through tough times. And um, these are the type of places where people can have a sandwich and and listen to some music and feel good about themselves. Um, So we're going to ask you to approve tonight. And um, I think this this will just add more vibrancy to the community. That already is vibrant.
0: Thank you, Stefano. Commissioners, um, you should stay up there just in case there's any question. (laughs) Commissioners, are there any questions for Stefano? Any comments? Not a one.
4: (laughs) That good of a business. I mean,
0: you killed it with the story, so made me want to ask for a PowerPoint presentation. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. All right. Go ahead and have a seat. Okay, is there any public comment on this permit application? There is no public comment on this item. Okay, Okay, public comment is closed. Okay, commissioners, can I have a motion?
4: Motion to approve with uh, staff and police recommendation.
0: Second. Awesome, thank you. Commission Secretary, could we have a vote please?
1: Yes, Uh, President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres?
5: Aye.
0: Excellent. The permit application is conditionally granted. Please have your client follow up with Deputy Director Azevedo for next steps. Okay. I think you're up again. I'm up again. Okay.
7: The next permit on our regular agenda is for a fixed-place amplified sound permit for LuxFit located at 432 Octavia Street. LuxFit is a gym located in the Proxy lot in Hayes Valley, and they host all outdoor fitness classes, some of which include amplified sound during their training sessions. The applicant is seeking to host outdoor amplified sound between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday through Friday, but would not exceed 10 hours total per day. On Saturdays, they'd like to have the amplified sound between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., and on Sundays between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. I do want to note that Monday through Friday, their classes are not all day long, but rather in blocks in the morning and again in the evening, and some in-day classes. So the hours they're requesting would allow them to continue playing music from a single Bluetooth speaker during their fitness classes. They conducted extensive neighborhood outreach by distributing over 100 letters to their neighbors. 20 letters went to commercial businesses and the other 80 plus letters went to residential neighbors. There was no opposition to this permit and SFPD Northern Station did not have any added conditions. Here to speak with you tonight is Odom, is owner Yotam Israeli.
14: Hello, uh, how are you guys all doing? Good, um, thank you all for meeting up. Um, I do have a PowerPoint presentation. I okay, just click on here, this is a summer one.
4: So by your appearance, you're not just a client, not just the owner. You're a client. Yeah, I, I represent. I had to work that line. Yeah, now. got it half right. Well, <laughs> cool, thank you. You look like you hit the gym every now and then.
14: <laughs> okay. The advance, video yeah. one. How do I go back to that?
15: Huh?
14: Uh, they're the same ones, but they just have a video on. Okay, um, cool. So I'm going to start with just like a quick background info about myself so y'all don't feel like you're talking to a stranger. Uh, and then I'll get back to LuxFit. Uh, so yeah, as, as Caitlin said, my name's is Yotam. Uh, I'm originally from Israel. But uh, in, when I was a teenager, I moved to the Midwest, studied finance at the University of Wisconsin. Did that route for a while. Did like wealth analyst, retirement analyst work, and realized that that wasn't really it for me. Uh, I realized my passion was I really wanted to help people. And I wanted to help people overcome self-doubt because I had a lot of self-doubt growing up. So I got into coaching. Uh, I've been coaching for about 14 years now, moved out to SF uh, about seven years ago to pursue fitness full-time. I used to manage and helped open up quite a few of the different fitness SFs in the city. Uh, I'm proud of COVID, I was at Equinox in line for a regional management role. Uh, COVID happened, the traditional gym shut down, so I ended up branching off starting my own thing, which which is LuxFit. Um, And as Kaylin mentioned, we are a fully outdoor training facility. Uh, We really specialize in personal training, group classes, we do have open gym memberships uh, where that allow people to come work out on their own. Um, sorry about this, but... this is our gym. Um, and as I can tell by a few people dancing, uh, obviously that video wouldn't be the same without any music involved. So music is really important for us. Um, we are outside, so obviously having a fixed permit is really, really important for us. And something that was really important for me when I launched Luxfit was uh, myself and a lot of my colleagues, coworkers, friends, uh, different fitness professionals who were like essentially didn't have a job uh, by nobody's fault, but you know all the gyms were, were shut down, and this was a solution for those fitness professionals and for our community members to stay active, stay healthy. Uh, I'm gonna kinda just let this play and see how it goes. Cool, yeah, so we launched in December 2020. um, Like I said, as a solution for COVID. And one thing that has been really, really amazing for myself to see is we have a really amazing retention rate for our staff. Uh, We've had two people leave. One of them went to get a head strength and conditioning job in Purdue. Uh, and one went into real estate. But uh, like I said, I've been in fitness for a while and I've never had a gym where like people don't leave to go to competitors because we do have such a strong community. Um, cool. Um, so our staff is also really, really representative of our community. Not only is everybody really, really local, like yeah, we do have a couple of people out in the East Bay, but almost everybody lives in San Francisco proper. Uh, we have a really, really diverse staff, not just in terms of background and experience and, and training, but also in gender, race, uh, you know, sexuality, like pr- pretty much everything. And I know I keep mentioning this, but I, I've worked at a lot of gyms and I've never worked at a gym that's that diverse, not only in our training staff, but in our management staff as well, uh, because we do really, really want to give everybody a voice in our community, both from our staff and from, our uh Ah, community (laughs) so this is paula collins she's also the uh head of the san francisco or chief of the san francisco police department she's one of our founding members and she also crushes it in her workouts I won't give her exact age, because I think she'll be mad at me. Um, but Paula moves really, really well. And you know, there's a recent study that 58% of US residents still don't feel comfortable in an indoor gym. We have a really, really high majority of our clientele that are over 65 years old. And we've heard many times that like, this is the only place that they feel comfortable working out. And it's cool to see when it's raining, they're under the canopy, still getting after it because they just don't feel comfortable in an indoor gym. So. We really want to serve Be those th-
6: sorry, sorry. that are I got you.
14: <laughs> So philanthropy is also really big for us. Uh, we host almost quarterly, if not monthly events. Um, we've done a big Stop, BL, uh, Stop Asian Hate mov- uh, fundraiser, BLM movement, uh, Ukraine fundraiser. We're big sponsors of the LGBTQ center. Um, those are like our big quarterly events that we host every year. We also do a monthly fundraiser for different charities because uh, as much as like, we are a pro- for-profit business, but giving back to our community, both our fitness professionals and our members is really, really important to myself, it's really important to my team, uh, and it's really important to our gym. Yeah, so with all that said, uh, music is really important to us. Uh, it's a little hard to work out in a room that's kind of like this. Um, but having high energy and, you know, I, I, I will say that like, we are in a really visible public area and I get that and even though proxy is a unique concept, uh, we have one $90 wireless speaker. Uh, we try to keep the sound volume really low. Uh, We have in the past have had some issues with maybe playing some unedited music that has all been taken care of. Uh, And like music is really, really important to us and is really beneficial for us to continue serving our community. Uh, And I just wanna thank you all for for the opportunity and look forward to answering any questions.
0: Awesome, thank you for delivering not just a PowerPoint presentation but some, amazing videos and to see my mentor with a kettlebell <laughs> oh you know paula oh everyone knows paula. Oh, awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome uh commissioners is there any uh comments or questions right no okay um i do have a question what what is going to be your music programming
14: uh usually we use a spotify playlist i have one that's like 800 songs that just kind of repeats yeah.
0: okay I was just curious if you were gonna bring live entertainment.
14: No, uh, so we have brought live entertainment, but that was through proxies permit, uh, and that was when we did the like Stop Asian Hate fundraiser and, and the BLM, but otherwise it's like a, a $90 Bluetooth speaker.
0: Got it, okay, okay, thank you. Of
14: course.
0: All right, go ahead and have a seat. Thank you. Okay, let's go to a public comment.
1: Uh, okay. no public comment for this item.
0: All right, no public comment on this item. Public comment is now closed. Okay, Commissioners, do I do we have a motion? I move approval with staff conditions. Second. Awesome.
1: Can we have a vote, please? President Blyman? Aye. Vice President Camino? Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres. Aye. Okay,
0: congratulations. Your permit application is conditionally granted. Please follow up with Deputy Director Azevedo for the next steps. Thank you. Great. Right. I guess it's you again. Me again, I'm up. Okay.
7: Well, For the last time tonight, I believe. Okay, the next permit on our regular agenda tonight is for an LLP permit for indoor entertainment and outdoor amplified sound. At the front of the business for Micro Black, located at 2323 Market Street, Micro Black is a boutique clothing store which also holds a Type 42 liquor license and is seeking the LLP permit to host indoor entertainment such as a DJ, drag performances, and fashion shows to promote their products. The business is also seeking the ability to host outdoor amplified sound to play pre-recorded music to invite guests into the store during business hours. The applicants are seeking no more than six hours per day for the outdoor amplified sound, and the requested hours are included in the staff recommendations below. EC staff have already set an internal sound limit for the space in accordance with Municipal Police Code Article 29, which is also listed as a recommended condition. The permit holder conducted outreach by sending a letter to their nearby residential and commercial neighbors. We did receive three letters of opposition, one of which that was signed by eight different residents, and all of those are included in your file tonight. I've also included the correspondence between myself and the individual who submitted the letter of opposition, um, signed by multiple people. You'll see the exchanged the messages we exchanged about the nature of their concerns, and I encouraged the discussions between them and the permit applicant. And unfortunately the neighbors did not wish to engage in a discourse with the business at the time, SFPD Mission Station did not have any additional additional. Con- <laughs> my goodness, have it, did not have any added conditions for the permit. And here to speak with you tonight is Jules and Nathan.
5: Uh, Vice President Camino, I have a disclosure. Okay. Um, I just, <clears throat> in my capacity as Executive Chair of the Cultural District, I did receive outreach from one of the residents who I've known for a number of years and did speak with him um, to address concerns that he had, which I, I let the staff of the Entertainment Commission know about.
0: Okay. Thank you. Okay.
15: Good evening. Hopefully that works. Um, my name is Jules, uh, and I am the owner of and founder of Micro Black. Um, A little bit about myself. I have been in the entertainment industry as a performer and producer. I've been a sword swallower and a magician for 33 years of my life, touring the world extensively, amongst other things, bringing genres like burlesque to Berlin, having uh, built and run several nightclubs in Berlin, in London, and various other places, and also produced a lot of events. Uh, Micro Black was an idea Uh, that came from one of my business partners and myself while on a trip to Paris. And what we do is um, sell clothing and accessories and we hold um, community building events. These events can be workshops for drag makeup. These events could be fundraisers for different political issues, such as Ukraine. We had a theater play, for which I think we also received a complaint. This was a theater reading made by three people with one song over a microphone, which wasn't very loud. Uh, We have tried talking to the neighbors, uh, which they, at this point, refuse uh, doing. Um, They had my phone number. We've invited them for drinks. We've invited them to all the events. The events are there to stimulate local artist community, um, connect local creatives with patrons, contribute to the vibrancy of Castro, which has, due to pandemic, um, seemed to be dying out desperately. Uh, We do not request to be louder than others. Uh, We have asked to just have a small speaker outside, such as all the other neighboring businesses and shops have. for example, we um, this is what the store looks like, by the way. And at the back of the space, you see that there is, next to the bar, that there is a little space that we call the social club um, that also acts as a stage. Um, we. Um, have hosted uh, events and concerts and would like to continue hosting events and concerts. Uh, We normally do three times 15 minutes by one or two musicians, very rarely more. We haven't had any more. One of them was um, a local musician named Kippy Marks, who was a violin player who um, played two sets with one violin uh, with one amplifier. Uh, two 15-minute sets with the violin uh, for which we also, well, there were seven people in the audience, by the way, for which we also seemed to be comp- um, getting complaints. Um, all kinds of sound measurements uh, have been applied. <laughs> it's my eighth language, English is my eighth language, so I sometimes might make mistakes. Um, I think there might be a video uh, where you see the sound being recorded. And this is what it sounded of like, and this is what we receive numerous complaints about, I believe. And that was that. Um, I find that um, live entertainment is extremely important for the local community, for artist community. We like to give space and a platform to develop acts and promote musicians. I do not take any of the of the money from entrance, all of the money goes to the musicians. And it is crucial for us to keep entertainment alive. And that was pretty much it. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you so much. Commissioners, is there any questions or comments? Yeah. So
15: I'm
8: sure you've seen the comments from neighbors you attracted a lot of opposition um, I
15: did not unfortunately see any comments from the neighbors in writing
8: okay you haven't seen them so um, there were a number of uh, letters from residents with uh, significant concerns about the noise um, it, you know you're here in part because you've been operating without a permit. And so we're glad to bring you in and um, start this process. But uh, it's clear that the relationship that you have with your neighbors is not very good at this point, I would say, based on the letters where they feel like you've operated in in bad faith, that you've promised things that you haven't been able to deliver um, and that uh you know they're they're writing in and in some of the strongest opposition honestly that I think I've seen in uh in some of these letters you know many things that come in front of us get uh get opposition that's not unusual um but these are very uh detailed and so in particular just sort of how would you engage differently with them at this point Um, What can you do to minimize the impact of sound on uh, other residents in the buildings um, and sort of how do you plan to do things differently
15: moving forward? Um, Just to point out all of the events that we have had, we have had daily permits for each and single one of them. So I would like to kind of state that it's possibly not entirely true. Uh, We have not hosted any unpermitted events. Um, Secondly, I have offered to be available. Everybody has my number. I have offered uh, to hear their complaints. Um, As you heard earlier, nobody wanted to actually talk about this face to face with me. We have spent. a bunch of money on different sound isolating equipment, such as foam, bass traps, and so on and so forth. But it is a very new business. I only opened in December. Uh, We try to buy things, as much of soundproofing as possible. But there are limits to what I can make as an artist myself to be able to feed this business. I am unfortunately not quite able to completely sound isolate the room which I would love to have done but these things cost a lot of money and I work completely out of my own pocket
4: what think is driving the opposition
15: the um, I thing? think uh, from what I heard from one of the neighbors he um, does not want to have any events happening on that block events period nothing at all um, And I think uh, possibly because people were used to living there during pandemic when there was not a single person on the street, uh, I think they did get used to um, living in complete silence. We are, however, running our business in the middle of Market Street with three very large clubs outside. So I am having a little bit of a problem seeing how a store can be causing so much drama. I think it's one person talking to everybody else and kind of trying to gang up a little bit together. But without, without storefronts open, the area will be dying.
4: Sure. Do, do you think you can mend fences with these neighbors? Or do you think?
15: I absolutely think so. Uh, I have invited them to events to see for themselves. I do not think that uh, kippy Marks could be heard three doors away or anywhere at all.
4: That was the violinist? Um, yeah. That was the violinist.
15: Uh, so um, and we don't, and that was pretty much the loudest we've had. So we are. We have a capacity of 49 people, legal capacity of uh, visitors, including the people who work there. We don't really know how else to help the situation. I'm very open to keep inviting people, also offering them spaces. Um, to create. Uh, I know that there are musicians living upstairs from us. I am very happy to offer my place as a place for artists to meet. That is what we are all about. If there are any suggestions, we're very, very happy to hear them.
0: Okay. Um, Deputy Director, do you want to...
7: I did just have a comment to make to your point, Commissioner Thomas, that the applicants were forwarded a redacted version of the letter that was signed by the eight neighbors on April 10th. Um, So just for context, this application has been pushed numerous times. So they were supposed to originally come to hearing in April, Um, that was pushed to the opposition. Um, then we had a cancellation in our hearing in May so that was pushed and then unfortunately there was um, they did not repost to the public with 10 days and so that pushed them to today so this has been in the queue for a couple of months now so time has passed but the initial uh, letter of opposition signed by eight neighbors was in fact shared with the applicants just for your
8: awareness and just Deputy Director, may I ask uh, just mm-hmm. a, a follow-up in terms of the permitting from the your email correspondence. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about the um, working to bring them into compliance mm-hmm. with the LLP and required permitting, They shared that they didn't know they needed a permit and what the hours of entertainment were and just sort of the education process. Is that accurate?
7: Absolutely. And initially in my memo that I had wrote two months ago, I did provide context of the timeline. And I will say that once we received a complaint about Micro Black, we visited them the following week. I was in touch with Jules that week. We were doing intake the following week. So they did work very quickly to work to come into compliance. And they also, I can confirm, have been obtaining one-time event permits for all of the events in the interim of coming to hearing today. You cannot? I can, yes, 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 I can.
6: Mm
5: -hmm. I have a question. I don't see um, any letters of support. Are there any in the file?
7: I did not receive any letters of support.
5: And I guess a question for the sponsors would be, do you, uh, did you do any outreach to community stakeholder organizations?
16: Hi, Uh, my name's Nathan. Uh, I handled a lot of the, most of the emails, Mm -hmm. uh, back and forth with Caitlin. Um, Our outreach was, uh, let's see, I distributed about 24 letters, uh, approximately. I, made, I actually went and found out of r- of roughly how many residents were above us. Uh, there was a f- uh, photo on the, you could see the all the green buildings mm-hmm. above us. That's basically all the residents. I talked to every business below them and got a rough idea of how many residents were above them, and I dropped them in the mailbox because it's all gated, so I couldn't really access that. that. Um so that's about 15 letters i delivered no at least 15 letters letters i delivered to the residents and of course we reach out to all the businesses as well that were near us on either side
5: and any of the organizations the community benefit district the merchants association the cultural district you reached out to all them
15: yes we absolutely did uh we are in touch with all of the above Uh, because the meeting had been moved several several times several people were not able to be here because it has been going for the the back and forth with dates has been happening a lot, and I felt like I did not really want to bother people any more than we already have.
16: Also, you said uh, there there is a letter of recommendation from the owner uh, yes. who uh, of the the space that we're renting from. Um, that is in every time I've applied, I've I've attached that letter. I'm not sure if that counts. If that's a letter of recommendation or if that's some, called something else, I'm not I think sure.
7: That's a letter permission to use the space for the one-time event, and I'm not sure that that was shared with me. If it was being probably
16: needed. not separately, no.
7: Okay, so and then I, it would I, not have been included in the file tonight.
5: So. Yeah, I just want to clarify. Also, I don't believe that there was any outreach done to the cultural district. If I'm looking at our records correctly, the only outreach we received, as I said earlier, was from the residents.
16: Um, yeah. I just put
7: in the file what you shared with me
16: yeah, okay, so the uh apart from our immediate residents uh the letters distributed were to the Emergence association uh because we are members uh and so every time there was a meeting we would hand out letters to uh people we interacted with
5: and did the c m a endorse you they sent a letter you said they sent a letter of support? No. no.
0: Commissioner Perez.
12: Hello, thanks for coming in. You mentioned your phone number is available to the public and is it posted on your website so people can access it in case they did not get the first time?
15: It is very, very easy to find. It is posted all over the place. Okay. There are also business cards that are being handed out with my personal number on it. Um,
12: And you're able to answer the call if somebody has a company? 24 seven,
15: yes. Wow, 24 seven, okay. Thank you. We run a small business, we're available 24 (laughs) seven.
0: Uh, I have a question for staff. In in the um, in the file, it looks like the neighbors were in contact with the supervisor's office. Was Mm -hmm. there any um, Was there any conversation that the supervisor's office had with the staff? No. Mm -mm. No. We were cc'd on messages, but there was no
7: interaction between myself or any other city agencies. In fact. Mission Station PD officer never even actually. Oh no, this one he did respond, but no added condition. So they did they did review and approve this one.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there any other comments or questions from commission members? Okay. You can go ahead and have a seat. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's go to public comment.
17: Hi, my name is Evan Knopf, and I'm a resident of 2321 Market Street, the unit directly above Micro Black. I want to be clear that I, as well as all the members of my household, object outright to the idea of ongoing live entertainment at 2323 Market. I want to first discuss the building being affected. This is a mixed retail residential building, the Castro, from 1910, which has little to no insulation or soundproofing. This building, according to the city's own records, historical resources, and testimony testimony from neighbors included in this application has been used of retail in the bottom and housing above, which are now currently rent-controlled rental units since 1910. To be even clearer, this building was never and has never been intended or used for hosting daily or even weekly live entertainment. From the very beginning, the applicant has severely impacted our quality of life. Any event being held in micro black is essentially being held in our apartment as there is no sound insulation or other amenities. Typical in a building intended for live entertainment. I want to point out that due to the current commercial rental crisis in the city. There are locations even on this block that would be more suitable for the type of business micro black is proposing. Micro black has exacerbated this by repeatedly going well over the SF noise curfew law and violating the hours for temporary permits awarded previously by the entertainment commission. The 311 reports and our household's testimony demonstrate this. As recently as yesterday morning, that's Monday morning, people from MicroBlack were on the side of our building loudly talking and laughing at 4 a.m., directly under residents' windows. This very hearing has been pushed back now multiple times due to MicroBlack's inability to follow the public post- posting process. MicroBlack was never and remains not serious about working with neighbors in a way that is consistent with a good neighbor policy on which this permit is predicated. My all-LGBT household is composed of people who have worked in San Francisco nightclubs and parties. I I worked on the Pink Saturday party that occurred in the Castro and Pride weekend of 2015. My roommates both work either currently or previously in the performing arts, including one as an entertainer at the Oasis nightclub. We are not wealthy condo owners using the city to obstruct change for the sake of it. We support the arts in a vibrant Castro in San Francisco but awarding further privileges to a bad actor and destroying the livability of rental units in the city one of the worst housing crises and shortages in the world is unconscionable. Furthermore, I worry what kind of precedent the commission would be setting for this corridor in similar places in the city by allowing this luxury business to drive out renters in older rent controlled buildings. My household and neighbors are united in condemning this proposal. I wanna ask you, if you do not reject a proposal with the neighbors, do not think the applicant can act in good faith, the livability of affordable housing is at stake, the applicant has documented issues of being a nuisance in operating the law, and the building has not historically been used for this purpose, what will you reject? Thank you.
12: Hi, Commission, uh, Commissioners. My name is James Baldock. I'm, I live also above the unit above Micro Black. The, uh, as my roommate explained, it is a building built in the early nineteen hundreds. It turns the unit above uh, where we're at into a loudspeaker whenever they have any amplified sound, so it disturbs our living. Um, I encourage you to deny their permit. Uh, you know for amplified sound. Um, you know. It's an older building. It lacks insulation. Uh, you know, obviously, we're uh, intense about this situation, and they've been inadequate to work with. Well, several times when we've asked them. Thank you again.
0: Okay, is there any additional folks for public comment? Uh, There does not appear to be any more comments for this item. Okay, thank you. Public comment is now closed. Okay. Commissioners.
4: I have a couple comments. (laughs) I'm sure you do. (laughs) Um, You know, the, the unfortunate thing here, and I've seen this time and again, and I actually referenced this a few meetings ago, this to me sounds like a really interesting and very viable business model. That said, I think unfortunately, you may have chosen the wrong spot. And all too often, we see great business models that are well-intended, that bring great enrichment to the city, but they land in a spot that's just not a good fit for them. This is my, my view, I'm not speaking for anyone else here. So um, I, I think that's where I'm stuck. And to, to the applicant's point, unfortunately, and completely understood, they aren't in a position, at least currently, to do a lot of robust uh, soundproofing, which I'm not even sure I'd even recommend because this is an incredibly old building and it would probably be very cost prohibitive. Um, I think the sad part of these situations is um, all too often the, things just get too far along. I mean, I saw the build out, you've you've invested a lot of money into this, it's a very impressive looking place. Um, I also think, again, these are my opinions, had you applied up front, perhaps we could have gotten in front of a lot of these issues before this epic investment was made. Um, And I think um, it's unfortunate, but I'm gonna have a very hard time supporting this application.
5: I I <clears throat> um dovetailing off of what uh Commissioner Lieutenant Volson said I also agree that this sounds like an interesting concept I also very much support uh thriving arts and entertainment especially in the Castro um that said I think that there was, you know, this good neighbor policy is is there for a reason. And I think there was opportunity there to establish relations in a way that made sense and is conducive to what is a very delicate ecosystem that exists within our city, especially along entertainment corridors. And with possible zoning changes on the horizon for this neighborhood, I agree that there's also all the more reason that we have to be delicate and intentional about um, who we grant permits to and if they've done their due diligence in good faith to observing keeping this ecosystem viable and um, not making it um, more difficult for other permit holders and residents.
12: Okay, oh, go ahead. I have a question for staff. Do we, have, do, do we know if there are other places of entertainment in this block?
7: Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to pull up the permit map, but yes, I believe that there are two POEs in the immediate vicinity. If you give me
12: just a moment, I
8: can confirm that.
12: Yeah, is it I also am. in the same building or that, the same structure?
8: Yeah, are there any on that side of the block? I mean, Bo's on the other side of the block.
12: Cafe
5: somewhere, or cafe.
8: Cafe, yeah. yeah, down at the end.
12: Okay, but how about in the, in the immediate structure? or In the, immediate yeah.
5: in the big
4: green building? Mm-mm.
7: No, not in the big green building.
4: If I can just ask staff, what impact, if any, would, if hypothetically, strictly hypothetical, I'm not trying to suggest anything, but if this was denied, what does that do to them applying for one-off permits?
7: We are only able to issue 12 per calendar year, so it limits them to 12 per calendar year, which they've already utilized. I could not confirm how many, but I want to say it's three, potentially four, that they've already utilized. Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm. Okay.
3: It might be useful for me to read into the record what... um, the grounds for denying an application would be because they usually set a pretty high bar since this is a First Amendment activity. Let me know, okay, I'm happy to read that into the the record, so the entertainment Commission shall grant or conditionally grant a limited live performance permit pursuant to Article 15.1 unless it finds that one, the premises or the proposed operation of the business does not comply with the health, zoning, fire, and safety requirements of the laws of the state of California or ordinance of the city and county of San Francisco applicable to the business, or two, the establishment does not qualify as a limited live performance locale. Three, the presentation of live performances at the limited live performance locale will A, generate the type and volume of vehicle and pedestrian traffic that will cause substantial congestion, B, adversely affect the safety and security of persons, C, impede the orderly dispersal of individuals in traffic, or D, otherwise substantially interfere with the public health, safety and welfare or the peaceful enjoyment of neighboring property due to excessive noise or any other factor. The commission may impose conditions on the permit, including a security plan or time, place, and manner restrictions if necessary and appropriate to guard against these adverse effects. The limited live performance permit is subject to Article 29 of this code regulating noise. So I just wanted to call that to your attention because there's only one ground for denial here that I can see that's relevant. Which is that? Um, the. This line right here. Um, well, quiet enjoyment. That's right. Otherwise, substantially interfere with the public health, safety, and welfare, or the peaceful enjoyment of neighboring property due to excessive noise or any other factor.
4: I, I think we could also leverage uh, the health code. I, I think chronic noise is, is a health. We. Well, you're. You would you have play to. Both in, sides.
3: You would have to include the Department of Public Health in a I, finding like that. But
4: that's what you're asking us to do by reading that. So
3: I'm just asking you to contemplate the findings. And we have
4: one that I'm on a solid ground with, but But, I'm just saying I feel there's others, but to your point, we're certainly not subject matter experts.
3: Right, and just so you're aware, we did set a sound limit at this location in accordance with Article 29, which is fairly low, given the fact that the building is old and it can't hold sound the way a nightclub could.
5: I might argue that the, um, and thank you for reading that, Um, I I think that the already sort of pre-flouting of the good neighbor policy doesn't leave me with a sense that that it's going to improve based on the trajectory that things have been on.
0: Um, Can I ask a question in terms, could you remind us for the LLP, they are asking to be able to host entertainment until 11 o'clock?
7: 11 p.m. daily would be the allowance days a week. That's just the general broad stroke of the
3: permit, so it's possible to restrict that okay. down. And you can get creative with conditions, right? So you can, in terms of time.
7: And the outdoor amplified sound is a maximum of six hours per day, in accordance with the jam, you know standing jam permit conditions. Okay. To clarify, sorry, that may have been confusing. They did not hold a jam. It's just consistent. Okay, great. Okay.
0: Okay, commissioners, are you guys um, open to entertaining restrictions around the timing and the days of operation within the LLP?
8: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they're asking, so they currently are not doing outdoor amplified sound, but they're asking to start doing outdoor amplified sound, right? Correct. And Yes, definitely. That's how yeah. that should be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yes. you. Um, and also the <laughs> indoor uh, LLP, which um, in that neighborhood goes until 11 unless we put uh, criteria on it, and that's seven days a week. So I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like where we were at the last meeting, where it's sort of like there are, there are, technological problems and their communication problems and their technological fixes and their communication fixes um, but I mean I think my um, I, I think my preference would be to potentially put limits on the indoor hours uh, because it seems like that's what's generating currently generating the concerns around the um, rental units being unlivable and so i'm wondering if a 10 p.m limit on the sound might be more reasonable from the perspective of the residents
4: let me take a shot at one thing that usually doesn't land very well Um, what about the possibility of continuing this allow the applicant to meet with neighbors i would much rather see a collaboration mm-hmm. of the business and the neighbors create conditions Then all of us do it with this limited amount of information. I mean, I appreciate what you're saying, Commissioner Thomas, and I think you're on the right track, but I certainly don't want to put these two individuals on a spot. It w- wouldn't be proper form anyway, but I don't want to create a situation where we're asking them, hey, what do you think at 10 o'clock? That, that's not fair mm-hmm. to them. And really what I'm suggesting is if there was an audience to continue this, it really puts the onus where it belongs, and that's what the applicant to advocate to the best of their ability, what their business model is, what their capacity is, and to work with their neighbors. And Ideally, this would have happened long ago, but it, it hasn't. And then um, w- would this create a timeline problem for, as far as?
7: I mean, they can continue applying, if you're asking about the one times, is that the? I'm,
4: well, I'm talking about continuing tonight, uh, either to the call the chair or, or to staff, allow the applicant to work to the extent that they can, if they come back with nothing, then the ball is back in our hands and we're very capable of making the decision. But then we've exhausted this.
7: The next hearing date, I just wanna mention, would not be till July 18th, so there is about a month to hash it out based on our schedule. And then may I ask, Director Rowland, can I ask the commission a question about what if? um, In the event that the parties do not, you're saying if they do not want to entertain
4: I have a sense it's not going to be successful, but I think it's worth a try, and I think um, I, I think it's – yes.
7: Okay. I do just want to mention that this application has been in the hopper for more than two months with the ability for that to already have occurred. I totally okay. agree. Totally agree. And great.
4: I think one thing we're really good at is giving that last dollar branch okay. time and again because and, and, I think we're at the breaking point, at least as I'm seeing it uh unfortunately as much as i'd want to be july 18th i'm going to be in europe so unless we're having there so am i we're going to the same place maybe
3: yeah are you
8: we'll still you have sure a hearing you can't though. Be here
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes okay
0: commissioner thomas
8: just um and this is a comment to the neighbors it's very clear from the letters and the correspondence that we've been given that you um and i don't necessarily just mean the two of you who are here but collectively the neighbors uh feel like you know there's no good faith left and that there is a desire to not engage uh in a conversation but from our perspective i just want to say that makes our job a lot harder Uh, And I would strongly encourage the neighbors to allow the Entertainment Commission staff to convene a conversation um, and, uh, you know, and and for everyone to come to the table in good faith. Uh, I think, you know, as the commission, we do want to be able to give permits and allow people to add music uh, to their businesses And we're also responsible for the, you know, for making sure that it fits into the the community um, and the neighborhood where it's located. So uh, just, yeah, I would encourage the the neighbors and um, the permit applicants to engage in good faith around this. All of which is in support of um, Commissioner Falzone's recommendation.
5: I have a quick question for staff. Is, that, is it possible for staff to convene a conversation between parties? Absolutely.
6: Yeah.
12: And we'll also, I just want to add to what you said, that once this business is under our purview, then we have an, a system to monitor the sound limits and do citations and bring them here if there's more violations. So please be assured that we'll be also um, monitoring the situation.
0: Are we voting on a continuance or?
3: You it's up to, what, You have to set a motion and then you have to take, we already took public comment, so so
4: yeah. I'll make the motion yeah. to continue to call the chair or staff, however you want to do it. That's. Maybe staff, because since you may bring parties together, you would be able to tell us best when to put it back on calendar.
0: Understood. Second. Great. Can we have a vote,
1: please? Okay, um, just just a quick note that President Blyman um, is not here anymore. Uh, So Vice President Camino? Um, Aye. Commissioner Falzon? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres?
5: Aye.
0: Okay, thank you. Um, All right, you will be following up with the commission staff. I think we will be with Deputy Director Azevedo and uh, Commission Director Wyland. Okay. All right, now we're ready for our fifth and final. And I believe Senior Analyst Rice. Yes. Okay.
10: So, for the last permit on our regular agenda this evening, we are hearing from Golden Voice regarding Portola Music Festival, now in its second year at Pier 80. The festival will take place this year on Saturday, September 30th, and Sunday, October 1st, from 1 p.m. to 11 p.m. Like last year, the event will have four stages featuring DJs and bands that are well-known international touring acts. Their current lineup includes Skrillex, Nelly Furtado, Thundercat, Major Lazer, and many, many more. Their expected total attendance is 40,000 people. Excuse me. Golden Voice is partnering again with Nonplus Ultra on producing this event, The Port of San Francisco has conditionally approved the event pending final approval from the Port Commission and issuance of their special event license. If approved, their one-time outdoor event permit would allow Golden Voice to host extended hours of outdoor entertainment and amplified sound on both those days until 11 p.m. They are also requesting to hold sound sound checks sporadically on September 27th, 28th, 29th between 12 p.m. and 10 p.m and on the event days between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. Given the large number of sound complaints we received last year from SF residents, as well as those across the Bay and Alameda, EC staff have been working closely with Golden Voice and Nonplus Ultra to proactively address potential sound impacts and neighbor communication gaps. Using lessons learned from last year at the first time event, as well as best practices shared by Rec and Park from permitting outside lands, Golden Voice has come up with a plan to improve sound mitigation and neighbor communication channels this year. Golden Voice will share this plan in detail with you shortly. Like last year, our inspectors will be working with Golden Voice during the sound check to determine appropriate sound levels for the event. When setting their sound limit, inspectors will take into consideration the closest sensitive receptors and work with the permit holder to determine mitigation efforts by the areas most impacted by sound. Now different from last year and similar to outside lands, the permit holder will have a hotline and a call center available for neighbors to call and speak with a person in real time about any questions or concerns. There'll be five sound, mo- sound monitoring terminals to take ongoing sound measurements during sound check and the event itself. Four monitors will be set up in San Francisco and one terminal will be in Alameda. The call center and sound monitoring terminals will enable festival staff to check their sound limits throughout the entire event and make as needed adjustments to sound levels in real time. You will see in your folder their permit application, their slide deck with an overview of the event, their security plan and their sound plan, their neighborhood outreach letter and map. We received four complaints for this permit, two of which were from Alameda, They're in your folder, and although we did not receive any recommendation from Bayview Station within the response window, we assume they have no issues with the permit as they have been working closely with Golden Voice in planning phase for year two. Here to speak with you tonight is Aaron Bilbo from Golden Voice.
18: Thank you so much for the introduction.
10: And sorry, real quick, staff is recommending approval with the conditions listed in the memo. Forgot to mention that.
18: Lovely, thank you for the clarification. Um, And thank you again for the introduction and thank you all for hearing us tonight. Uh, So Golden Voice and NPU put on events uh, all over San Francisco and the Greater Bay Area, throughout California. Uh, and across the country, and all these events are incredibly different for lots of different reasons. Uh, but one reason, uh, and a reason that I love working with this team, uh, is that no one takes for granted that each of these events is an opportunity for us to learn and grow and make sure that each of our events uh, is better than the last. So. <laughs> think that it's safe to say, uh, putting on Portola, a first year festival on a site uh, that is not traditionally used for these types of events uh, and especially not this scale of event, it was a learning experience. And so just after, as it was mentioned, we started debrief meetings with uh, all of our city entity partners, including the Entertainment Commission, uh, the San Francisco Police Department, San Francisco Fire Department, Uh, and the Port of San Francisco to work on how we can grow and if given the opportunity, how we can put on a better event this year than we did the last. Um, So I wanna start off just going through uh, what's going to be new for 2023, keeping all of that in mind, thank you. Um, And one of the biggest things as noted of to, take sound concerns into account. Uh, we're bringing on an expert festival sound system designer and engineer. Um, he has actually already started consulting with us. His name is Dave Rat. Uh, he works with Rat Sound. Um, and he's been working with us on how we can reconfigure our uh, sound system, uh, and additionally, how we reorient our stages on our site. Um, we'll get into a little bit more detail on that here in just a second. Um, we've also brought in a sound monitoring group, uh, the eReview group, uh, to put in those sound monitoring terminals that Dylan mentioned um we've expanded our community outreach we are expanding not only in just physical reach but also frequency and again we'll get into a little more detail on that uh and we are expanding our community outreach program including uh we're hosting some panels with the help of our internal uh diversity equity and inclusion team and we are also working on uh a job fair, same as we did last year, uh, but expanding that as well. Uh, some details that we're not going to get super in the weeds on, but I do have the supplemental slides at the end for, or for our refined traffic plan, um, in particular, in regards to our rideshare zone uh, and our shuttle program, and our increased crowd management uh, presence. Uh, Before getting into more details on all of those things, uh, for the most part, uh, we're going to look at just the high overview. So our festival is taking place on September 30th and October 1st this year, uh, between 1 p.m. and 11 p.m. We are looking to have a sound check on a few days before, starting September 27th through the 29th, uh, and then uh, sporadically in the morning of the event as well. Our event capacity has increased to 40,000 per the approval of San Francisco Fire Department, uh, and our event will be 21 and up again this year as well. So, looking at our updated site map, uh, just going to call out a couple of things in particular. uh, One being that our we've added an entrance. So last year we had two. We have an additional entrance now uh, that is going to help with our ingress and egress flow uh, on the site in general. And then I want to call attention to our stage within the warehouse. Uh, We have completely reconfigured that. So last year it was on the western side facing east. uh, And we've Change that so that it's on the south side facing north. Uh, so that's gonna open up more doors for our ingress and egress within that building. And additionally, uh, we're hoping it will terminate more sound on the north side of the building and then with the existing infrastructure uh, just outside of that warehouse. Um, And then looking at our main stage, it's another one of the bigger changes, uh, just shifting it a little bit to the north so that we're terminating more sound on that north shed uh, in the corner. And we'll get into a little more detail on that with some more pictures. Uh, But then the other two stages, uh, just shifting slightly so that the sound is terminating within uh, the temporary infrastructure that we'll be implementing. To touch on more community relations quickly. Uh, So just before we even announced uh, we went ahead and sent out an initial email to our Portola neighbors list which is the list that we put together from last year Uh, and additionally we reached out to Alameda and talked to the city of Alameda and Alameda PD on how we could better help them make their citizens aware of what was going on and how we can help quell any of their concerns. Um, since our announce, we did another round of uh, physical flyering or an initial round of physical flyering um, throughout Bayview, uh, Potrero, Noe Valley, uh, the Dog Patch, uh, Twin Peaks uh, to make folks aware of this hearing. Um, and we also sent out an initial email including that same neighborhood letter uh, to our email list uh, of complainants from last year again to make them aware of this. Our website is currently live and so is our email that is just our info at email so we're already accepting any emails to that Uh, and then as mentioned we're going to have a hotline again this year it's going to have uh, at least two to three staff that will be answering uh, throughout the event uh, in real time. Uh, I mentioned working with our internal diversity, equity, and inclusion team, Uh, so hosting a career panel for youth within Bayview uh, and adjacent neighborhoods, and additionally uh, hosting a job fair as we did last year. Uh, Of course, hoping to expand that and having, we had at least one vendor uh, there, but hoping to have more vendors participate this year as well. Uh, And also just want to note that for our food and and beverage vendors, Half of those were local organizations uh, and we will be keeping at least that same amount um, and hope to expand again this year. Um, So we've talked a little bit about sound mitigation. Uh, I mentioned the e-review group and Dylan actually mentioned the five uh, sound monitoring terminals. Uh, We are planning on having four of those within San Francisco and then one over in Alameda. Uh, That map just shows uh, where the addresses that we were provided, uh, the most, uh, complaints came from, and as mentioned again, we'll have a roaming DP reader at least one. And then also with the help of the entertainment commission, uh, more folks that can go and actually physically check these locations as we are receiving them. Um, And again, we've already adjusted the stages, which we can take a look at again here um, to make sure that we're mitigating on the front end uh, as much as possible going to run through quickly the noise complaints and just what's kind of changing from last year uh, and just from top to bottom. Uh, So when someone wants to place a noise complaint, uh, they can go to 311 and with the help of Caitlin, uh, she is accommodating us, uh, putting some specific messaging on the app uh, and their website that will direct folks to our website uh, and or our community hotline uh, so that they can have someone to Talk to in real time. Um, the hotline, as we mentioned, will lead to the call center where we'll have at least two to three staff answering in real time. And if they are already engaged, um, We will give them the opportunity to send us an email or they can leave a voicemail message that we can then reply to. We'll be looking for more detailed information from them this year, which is, we were looking for a specific location, but as specific as they'll give us. Um, And then also what type of noise is bothering them. Uh, And then we'll be looking for follow-up information as well. Uh, so once we receive that, that's going to go directly to uh, our community relations specialist, Darren D. C. Carroll, and the E. R. V. Noise uh, Sound Monitoring Group, who is going to be able to look at in real time where that complaint is close. The noise term, or sorry, the uh, sound terminal that it is closest to. <clears throat> so. That will then be reported to our director of production, who will work with Dave Ratt, uh, our audio engineer, on checking in on the next steps, which is determining which stage is the source, again, based on uh, where that complaint is coming from. Uh, and then we'll be determining what type of frequency uh, the complaint is uh, and taking a look at how we can remedy based on if it is a low frequency, so a low, bump, bump, uh, bass kind of noise or high frequency and adjusting from there. So I'm going to show a couple of maps, and I'm going to explain this the way that Dave Ratt explained it to me in uh, the most layman terms. Uh, But essentially, what we're looking at on this map is the prediction of what was happening last year in 2022, specifically with our subs. Uh, And so the way that that noise was being delivered out into the world. related it to a hose that is just an open hose and it has nothing preventing it from going anywhere. It's just in one direction, one big source. And so if we look at the following map, we are looking at the changes that we're implementing for this year, which is essentially putting a sprinkler on that hose. And so we're going to be, instead of having one large sound source, we're going to have a lot of smaller sound sources that are con- consolidating our sound to where we want it to be on site. Uh, And so you can see the the red is where we're getting the most sound and then it's getting less and less as we get into the yellow green and uh, lighter green. And then this uh, other two graphs kind of just show that exact same thing that you can see in the green box, that's the sound levels on site and then the red is the sound levels off site and those are lowering. And I feel like I'm probably over my time, so I'm going to leave the recap up, Uh, but obviously thank you all so much again for the time, and with any questions you have, we're happy to address them.
0: Thank you so much. This was really thorough. Commissioners?
8: Thank you for doing all this work and putting so much uh, time and energy into this. I'm hopeful that I don't get calls from my friends in Alameda this year. <laughs> we are too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see whether this, you know, what kind of a difference this makes, uh, both in terms of people being able to reach someone in real time um, and your responsiveness on it and uh, yeah, and I hope that the, the sound design is, um, is effective and the sound mostly stays where you want it to stay. Uh, so, um, yeah, I really appreciate all the work. Sorry, I appreciate you. also um, your mention of having Narcan on site with your medical providers, so thank you for that, too. Absolutely. Um, just one question. So 311, like people in Alameda can't call San Francisco 311, is there, or are you
18: going to be publicizing the hotline number for Alameda? Correct. And we've been in touch with the city of Alameda and Alameda PD, um, and we'll be giving them the same type of language that we'll be giving 311 that we'll just direct them to our hotline uh, instead of any other place. Got it. Thank you.
4: Yes. You know, alternative, um, Alameda County, and I would encourage them, they could download the app.
18: Oh, copy.
8: Great. Use the app. Oh, the the three one one San app. Francisco three one one app.
4: Yeah, which is excellent. Anyone can uh, mm. make a complaint through it.
8: That's really good information.
14: It is.
4: What's really good doesn't apply so much to you is you can upload photos, which is oh, as a city resident. I mean, if there's garbage,
6: yeah, that's whatever,
4: great. Uh, I it's and, and they'll assign a case number to it because it is important for us to get the analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is
7: true, and they'll also get the pop up message about the hotline too. All three one one users will get that.
4: So perhaps wait. we could message that as because because might as well dive into my question. Were you done? Go for it. I haven't finished you all night tonight. Just...
8: No, it was fascinating. I, I learned um, something.
18: You
4: <laughs> to, to, to use a Perry Mason line. You open the door. I can't wait to hear what Alameda said when you phoned them. So you called the government of Alameda?
18: Oh, we did, uh, and we spoke.
4: Who so, you got to? It, not by name, but by position. I
18: do know their names, and I do not know them off the top of my head, though. Uh, but it was their chief of. Uh, public correspondence or something along those lines with ED, (laughs) And (laughs) um, and both of them actually just said that one of the biggest issues was people not knowing what was going on, and then them not being able to respond. So... People were calling and thinking that it's the neighbors down the street, and then they're sending people to go and look down the street, and there's nothing happening down the street. So where is the noise coming from?
2: Only
4: San Francisco can boomerang music.
18: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's a skill, apparently. Um, But, yeah, so I think that that initial kind of outreach to them and then also their being able to go ahead and give the word out uh, will be very helpful. Um, And, again, hopefully... Our mitigation efforts uh, quell a lot of those complaints in, in the first place.
4: How far did you get with the police department?
18: Um, it was also there. Do you remember their names off the top of your head? I don't it was know Stephanie. I was- oh, it, it was the same, that she was a uh, public relations and... Public information officer. Uh, yeah, exactly.
4: And were they surprised that you phoned them? The IO. I- oh. Had the courage to call yes. them?
18: Uh- <laughs> I don't know. I think they were pleasantly surprised. Maybe, yeah, a little bit.
4: <laughs> okay, but I'm, it sounds like it was. It all was very productive. Definitely. Great. Thank you.
12: Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Hello. Thanks for coming. Also, thank you for the very thorough presentation. Of course. Um, actually, I've been seeing your ad in my social media feed, so <laughs> I I'm know. familiar with it. So you're a fan. <laughs> um. So the um, the. The hotline is that on the website because I don't see it on the website.
18: We do not have it on the website currently. Uh, we actually don't have the number yet. Uh, but once it is live, uh, we'll have well, we'll post the actual number well in advance and then it'll be live throughout the entirety of sound check through the end of the event. Okay, so hopefully, it'll be a prominent location. Yes, most definitely. And then just
12: to kind of piggyback on what um, uh, Commissioner Falzon mentioned, maybe you can also add a link to the 311. Oh yeah. So that people can get really quickly. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay.
18: Thank you. Yeah, of course.
5: Um thank you. Yes. It was a very thorough presentation. I also really appreciated your um desire to use <coughs> vendors local vendors. Um, and to that, and I guess what I would ask is, you know, it's a, I guess a complaint that, you know, people have sometimes about these larger festivals is that people come in and then they leave and they, and they don't, there's no residual commerce or, uh, you know, invigoration for the neighborhoods that directly abut them. And so I guess what I was going to ask is, in terms of outreach, have you communicated with stakeholder organizations in Dogpatch or Bayview, like African-American Cultural District, Bayview Merchants Association, but also like the venues and bars that are directly near there and maybe like advertising on because it ends at 11 o'clock, correct? Correct. So on your way out. Just hit Third Street.
18: (laughs) Yeah, that's actually exactly what we're planning on doing. And we actually made a lot of outreach last year um, to bars up and down Third Street uh, and restaurants. And some of them just didn't have the capacity to stay open past their regular hours. Uh, We did work with Harmonic Brewing on expanding their hours a little bit. Uh, But yes, that is 100% something that we are working on. Uh, And then additionally, we did work with Into Action last year, and we plan on working with them at the again this year uh, the Bayview merchants uh, association also we've reached out to I actually don't recall if we've heard back from but would be happy to follow up with them as well uh, to get further suggestions and if anyone has further suggestions on other it may be just organizations that we haven't been in touch with yet or is just not on our radar we'd be totally open to reaching out to them as well
5: okay um, I yeah thank you
18: yeah of
0: course Okay, thank you so much. You can have a seat. All right. Is there any public comment on this permit application? <laughs>
17: I can't come to one of these and not talk. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Jordan Langer. I'm the CEO of Nonplus Ultra. I just want to say thank you and a, a special thank you to Golden Voice. This is, Last year was the first time that we did a show of this size out at Pier 80. And although there were some noise complaints and a, a couple little issues here and there, it was a overall a very, very, very successful event and incredibly excited to have the opportunity, hopefully, to be able to do it again this year and bring 40,000 people to San Francisco that will hopefully drink at the bars and uh, spread commerce around the entire neighborhood. So thank you so much for your time, appreciate it.
0: Thank you.
10: I'm so sure she's ever spoken. (laughs) Anybody else? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. So we have one caller on Zoom that has their hand raised, so I will, I want Alameda PD to call him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. (laughs)
4: would <laughs> hysterical.
10: Hey, caller, if you can hear us, please yeah. unmute yourself. And you have three minutes. And please state your name.
19: Yes, my name is Bill Holtzman. Uh, I uh, made comments at the, the, uh, the concert a year ago, and uh, there's probably no point in relitigating what happened a year ago. And what I've heard just now is encouraging. But per the previous caller, it wasn't just a little noise problem. It set records for 311. I think the number of calls is about 100, um, 103 or 130. So it wasn't just a little problem. I live in Corona Heights, and I could hear the low-level bass night and day in all parts of my house, outside, everywhere else. And let's just share a few headlines from that, which was from Cron, SF Portola Music Festival causes no noise complaints in Alameda, from KTVU, SF Patrol Festival criticized over noise and crowd control, and from SF Gate, the good, the bad, and very ugly of San Francisco's Patrol Fest. So I just wanted to put this in context. It was not a little problem, it was a big problem. And again, I'm in Corona Heights, I'm four miles from the venue. You can check it. And it was very pleasant, very obnoxious, and unacceptable. So, I wish you the best. I hope you deliver as promised. I can say that previously, the Entertainment Commission did not cover itself with glory, so I'm looking forward to a better experience. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Okay, is there any additional public comment?
6: There
10: is none.
0: Okay, public <laughs> comment is now closed. Commissioners, does anyone have a motion? I move uh, approval with staff conditions. Second. Awesome. Uh, Commission Secretary Liang, may we have a vote?
1: Okay, so we have Vice President Camino. Aye. Commissioner Falzon. Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Torres? Aye.
0: Okay, your permit application is conditionally granted. Please follow up with senior analyst Rice for next steps. Congratulations. Okay, the last item on the agenda is item number seven, Commissioner Comments and Questions. Okay, Commissioner Thomas just wanted to say happy
8: pride everyone and give a shout out to our fantastic queer nightlife uh audience um producers managers promoters uh everyone if it weren't for lgbtq folks we wouldn't have nearly the uh fantastic quality of nightlife that we have in the city so thank you and uh, everyone enjoy themselves safely please
0: (laughs) this weekend (laughs) Thank you, Commissioner Thomas. Happy Pride.
5: I'd like to echo Commissioner Thomas's sentiments and also uh, extend my thanks to Senior Analyst Rice and the Entertainment Commission staff and Commissioner Thomas for her early, her ongoing, and long, many years of work in in that we were able to do a joint. Um, Uh, narcan training at the midnight sun in the castro lgbtq cultural district it was a partnership between this commission that cultural district and the san francisco aids foundation i think it was really impactful we wanted to have it in advance of pride just in the same sentiment and same spirit that i share is that you just everyone look out for each other there's a lot of um there's a lot of bad stuff out there these days. I mean, we, we are facing a lot of things as a community, and this is something that we can control. So um, we can do that through education and through looking out for each other. So thank you, and yeah, happy Pride, everyone.
0: All right, and, and also congratulations to all of our um, city partners and community-based organizations that hosted Juneteenth events across San Francisco in the Bay Area. It was a wonderful week of celebrations. So happy Juneteenth to everyone. And uh, I guess um, on an ending note, I wanna congratulate the staff for a very successful summit. Yes. I think we didn't get a chance to give you guys your flowers. Um, <laughs> it was a wonderful event, very informative, and our permit holders seemed really um, responsive. Um, A lot of the pain points that we heard didn't necessarily feel directed to the EC. I felt from conversations with our different permit holders that they felt very supported and held by our staff, and I just want to give a big shout out to our Small But Mighty staff for doing all of the relationship building with this community and really um, just dedicating a lot of heart work. Uh, especially thinking about everything that everybody's um, endured since uh, pre-pandemic, pandemic recovery, and where we are today. So congratulations, and the happy hour was lit. That was a lot of fun <laughs> at a non-permitted venue. <laughs>
5: and the phenomenal video, so thanks to staff for that, and, and, and Miss Rude.
6: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, good.
0: Yeah, and I'd be curious to see um, how many new attendees um, came to the... uh, We actually
3: have that data. That's in um, the survey data that um, we uploaded. It was, I think it was something like two-thirds had come before, and there was like a third that was new.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of freaking flyers. Yeah. Sure. But it it was really a diverse crowd, and I appreciated that, so... Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, I guess it's my job to end the meeting. Okay. <laughs> is there any public comment on this item?
1: No public comment on this item.
0: None on the inter- internet? Okay, great. Seeing none, public comment is closed. This meeting is adjourned at 7 50 p.m. Thank you.